Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Okay, hey Shannon. Hi Becca, hi Zach. And Hello. yes, Zach is here with us. This is our first ever guest. I am so excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> I think it's the... fitting. What? No. Nope. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's fitting because uh, you are our biggest fan, I think. Yes. Ah, I right. did comment on one of your uh, podcasts yeah. on uh, SoundCloud. That so. makes you our biggest fan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you're really still like three in. episodes behind. Yeah. So this, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. This is probably the greatest honor I've had yeah. in my entire life, Aww. so thank you. You're welcome. We are honored to have you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. More importantly. So, uh, so our uh, topic... Oh, but Shannon, do you have any, um, like, things in the works that you need to, like, tell me about? Anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I need some help because I've started a new business um, selling maps. Oh, okay. How's that going? It's not great. Um, I'm a little lost. <laughs> oh, Shannon. <laughs> oh. Yep. Well, you, guys could, you guys could literally do an episode of business plans. <laughs> I don't have enough of them. <laughs> I barely scrape by with one episode. <laughs> Uh, oh boy so uh so our topic this week is uh we apologize to everyone because uh it's sports and we're not we're not apologizing because of the topic we're apologizing because personally for me i don't know about you shannon i know that you are an athlete of course of sorts (laughs) try to tell me i am a varsity athlete as of circa high school and I was the team captain of our varsity golf team. Wow. So, I think so I'm there the were most... multiple golf teams is what you're saying. There was a varsity level and there was a JV. No. <laughs> okay. That's what we're getting at here. <laughs> she was... I had a varsity letter multiple yeah. years. I got a little golf pin. It was great. So yeah. I think I'm the most qualified for this episode for sure. It's, it's true. I actually uh, did not letter in any sports in high school. <gasps> I did not do I was too lazy to keep playing, so I quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played well, all through middle and junior high, and then I got to high school, and they told me cross country is now three miles or something, and I was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely do two. Thanks a lot. I'll leave. Thanks so much. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's good that we have, like, across the board types of, different types of athlete, athletes yeah, and yeah. athleticism here. Which is also sort of irrelevant to being a sports fan, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You can be a total lump and yes. love sports. You can be super athletic and not watch any sports at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of the biggest sports fans know absolutely nothing about sports mm-hmm. and are <laughs> incapable to play due to their physical conditions. So, Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, so I think we sort of wanted to get into a little bit of, like, team loyalty. And, like, do you... I know, okay, I feel like... You are a pseudo Phillies fan because I remember you have a Phillies fanatic stuffed animal. Yes. Does that well, make the, you a Phillies fan or are you actually like a Phillies fan? I am a Philadelphia fan. Like for foremost in my life, Philadelphia, the city is very important to me. But so I guess that makes me by default a fan of all the sports teams. I don't like football generally. So the Eagles are lower. So I guess... The Phillies would have to be my number one team from Philadelphia. 
I do have a Philly fanatic, but it's not because of the team. It's because the fanatic and I have a long history together. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. The, yeah, the family photo that has been like in my house for my entire life is a picture of my mom when she was pregnant with me comparing her belly to the fanatic's belly at our local McDonald's because he was just visiting McDonald's that day. And that's like sure. our favorite family photo. It was the background on my phone for a long time. So that's why I have a stuffed Philly fanatic. Although oh, okay. the Philly fanatic is the greatest mascot of all time, as proven by the podcast 99% Invisible when they did the episode La Mascotte. And they talked about the history of the mascot in American like culture. And the Philly Fanatic was like the first one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I have to ask a question. (laughs) As being being a general sports fan, Philadelphia has this reputation among among their fans of being just insanely hardcore and crazy people. So is that true or... It is true. (laughs) Uh, We are notorious for this one time, I think it was in the 70s, maybe the 80s, when we booed Santa Claus. What? (laughs) At an Eagles game. And, like, threw glass and snowballs at him and stuff. And, like, that's, like, the go-to, like, knowledge point of people for Philadelphia. And there's more to that story than the fact that it wasn't Santa, it was a guy in the stands dressed as Santa who they pulled out onto the field because Santa didn't show up, and he was doing a poor job, so people oh started booing. <laughs> but there's also, uh, Lincoln Financial Field has its own jail because people get so rowdy, and there's a judge at every game, home game, for oh an Eagles God. game. And it's Eagles court, and you just go immediately to court. Oh my god. So, we are very rowdy people. (laughs) But I've also been told many times by many Philadelphia people that we're also the most knowledgeable sports fans, which is why we can be so aggressive. Mm -hmm. So, I personally am not that aggressive about it. I'm really aggressive about golf, but... (laughs) The most aggressive of all sports. (laughs) I, I do have to say about golf that... I started playing golf with my dad. He taught me probably when I was like, I don't know, 12 maybe. I was pretty young, mm-hmm. 8 to 12, somewhere in that range. And I never, ever heard my father swear <laughs> before we started playing golf. <laughs> and the first uh, swing he took, I heard more cuss words come out of his mouth than probably the entire my entire childhood put together up to that point. So it's a very eye-opening experience for me. Yeah, it was very similar for me with all of my fellow Catholic schoolgirls when we went out to practice, and we would just be standing there at the tee box, just all running our mouths like that. Although I did not participate because I was a good girl, but... (laughs) (laughs) You're still terrified of God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I golfed once in Scotland. I took we I on our study trip we uh really? took a golf lesson in Scotland oh, wow. and I was terrible, I think. I don't really remember. It was a very short lesson, but Were you out uh, on like was, a real course? Or yeah. Or you at a driving range? A co- real course. Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. That's hard to go out on a real course if it's like your first time in yeah. forever. It's very very 
scary. It was nice, yeah. though, because we were all in it together, and we were all terrible, and, like, none of us had ever done it before, and so we were all just sort of laughing at each other, and it was fun. It was yeah. a very, it was a good bonding experience, because I didn't really, we didn't really bond before that, and uh, <laughs> we got through that together, and we're like, wow, we're all terrible. Mm-hmm. The power yeah. of golf. There you go. Yeah. Right there. Well, that's, yeah. an- that's another thing about sports, is team bonding. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's how I made all my friends in Ohio. I joined the sports team before I joined before I before school started, I joined cross country, and that's how I met like people I'm still friends with today. Mm-hmm. I recently watched the movie Heather's, and there's a, a big <laughs> part of that movie is like the jocks are like the aggressive, like date rape sort of crew in the school. <laughs> and I was wondering if you guys think that that's sort of a realistic thing because I never had that. I, I never went to school with boys, so I don't know. Is like, do the football teams really run the school? Is that a thing? Yeah. Our football team completely sucked, so they there was not like this atmosphere of sports worship at all. Like yeah. the best sport, quote unquote, we had was knowledge bowl. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, did, our school's they, math team was better yeah, than our most yeah, of our sports teams. They did teams. the best for uh, a long time out of any of our uh, <laughs> schools like activities that we participated in. Yeah, and it's weird because, at least with my school, it seemed like the guys who played football also played basketball or track or, you know, a million other things. So it wasn't just, like, football for life. It was just like, well, that's the sport that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. pretty soon they'll be playing basketball and not very good at either one of them. So well, you they know, didn't really rule anything. Shaquille O'Neal is a really good golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Bo Jackson would be good at golf, Oh, yeah, Bo Jackson. Tell me about Bo Jackson and what you just watched. (laughs) We just watched a 30 for 30 on Bo Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like I had vaguely heard of him before, but I had no concept of who he was. And now I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a superhero. And now he's, like, into archery. Wait, I don't know anything about him. So he's alive? He's a living legend? Yes. Yeah. He was a... So... One, you're going to have to watch the 30 for 30 on Bo Jackson. Very entertaining. Yeah. Okay. And he <laughs> he was, like, in the late 80s, I think he went to college. So he was right before, you know, the mass media where every recruit is tracked by the time they're eight years old for any sport. Mm-hmm. Which nowadays, you know, you'll have kids who are, like, eight to ten being tracked by... Uh, college recruiters and things like that. It's very, very crazy nowadays. But he was, like, at that cusp where people still just told stories about him. So, like, they start out the whole thing talking about him, like, when he was young and how, like, his baseball coach in high school saw him leap over a Volkswagen Beetle. (laughs) Or, like, how he how he was in college and he would like throw a football up and hit like the lights that only like punters would have hit before and he would just throw footballs and do it and just all of this really crazy stuff they would talk about and how he was at batting practice and he was in the uh, batting cage which is like a net uh, metal structure where they throw practice pitches and they hit the ball and it just hits the net and the first one that he hit hit the top corner of the batting cage and destroyed it. Like, the whole thing collapsed because he hit the ball so hard. Yeah. So he's just, like, this legendary figure of just 
amazing athletic ability and yeah. he said like oh yeah i never worked out a day in my life you know i've never done anything and, yeah so he like went wow. professional in football and baseball yeah and he would say stuff like i didn't really get the point of practice like i just like got it like <laughs> he just like yeah. he just walked out on the field and just like did it and yeah. like he just and he finished his football season and he'd just go play baseball and he just wow. that was it and then he just had like this life-changing injury and he couldn't um, play anymore. Yeah, he he was like right at the cusp of becoming like the greatest athlete in both sports. Mm-hmm. And he was he was playing football and he was running the ball and he got tackled and the guy grabbed his leg when he was tackled. And mm-hmm. he was so strong and he was running so fast that it popped his hip out of the socket and ah. dislocated his hip. Mm-hmm. It severed Oof. all of the arteries that uh, feed the was it, cartilage in the yeah, hip socket. And he tried to explain that injury, and the trainer said that was impossible. Like, that's an yeah, impossible he, injury. Because he popped it back in. He just, yeah. like, rolled over and was like, let me just pop this back in here. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> and so afterwards, they were like, your hip's fine. And he yeah. was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh. So it wasn't until, like, a year later they actually figured out what happened just because the amount of force it would take to do that, they thought it was an impossible injury to have playing sports. So, wow. And yeah. then he came that, back from it, and he played baseball for, like, another two years after getting a hip replacement. Mm-hmm. That's so, insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Although, that reminds me of Jim Thorpe from Pennsylvania, who's, like, our local hero. Yeah. And I think they did a drunk history about him, actually. They Maybe did, like yeah. Jason Momoa from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he was also football and baseball and mm-hmm. an Olympian mm-hmm. in, like, the heptathlon and decathlon and mm-hmm. to, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. He just won everything. Yeah, yeah. he won everything. And he, yeah. I think he also, was he the same guy that, like, ran without shoes because people stole his shoes at the Olympics? Oh, I think I that was him. I remember. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah. I'll have to watch but, more drunk history, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Bo Jackson was so interesting because when it happened, it was right before the whole steroids thing really blew up. Oh, and so yeah. people looked at him and didn't say, oh, I bet he's on something. They yeah. just looked at him and were like, wow, that's an athlete. Because yeah. I remember one of my heroes, I was really into baseball growing up. Like, I was, I literally would tell my parents, I'm going to be a baseball player when I grow oh. up. And my mom said, they have really bad... Uh, shoulder problems or something. I don't know. She just, she Don't was, do that, Rebecca. She was in occupational medicine, yeah. so she liked to tell me about all the <laughs> workplace injuries I would get. <laughs> but anyway, so I was a huge fan for some reason. I couldn't tell you now why, but Mark McGuire. And I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> he was my, great. Yeah, on my eighth birthday, uh, he hit. He broke the home run record and like mm-hmm. was going to be in the Hall of Fame and everything. And he was like my hero, and it was like, I don't know, it was like 1999, I was, you know, it was like the most exciting thing in the world, and then, you know, by the time I'm a teenager, you you look at him, and you're like, oh yeah, of course he's on steroids, he looks insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's so jacked and like red-faced, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, and like mm. there goes, there goes that eighth birthday, you know, there goes that childhood, is yes. just, mm-hmm. uh, It's it interesting how that was like really big part of the culture across a wide range of sports for Mm -hmm. a long time there because I also like all of my knowledge centers on Pennsylvania I'm really sorry but (laughs) (laughs) after uh Lance Armstrong 
his demise sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Floyd Landis was like the next in line in America to be the new Lance Armstrong. And he was from Amish County, you know, Pennsylvania, Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And right near me. And everybody was like rooting for him so much. And he won. And then like a week later, they're like, just kidding. You were on <laughs> drugs. And it was just like the biggest let down after supporting somebody, you know, from your mm-hmm. hometown. You're like, oh, yeah. And then it's just crumbles because yeah. it's mm-hmm. not even real. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. the worst. I hate that. Well, it's crazy, too, because uh, just yesterday, I think it was not yesterday, Friday, the uh, Minnesota Twins, our baseball team, this uh, off season, we signed a pitcher in free agency who did really well last year is Irvin Santana. And he had, like, the be- one of the best seasons of his career in a in Minnesota, uh, a lot of people really dislike the ownership for the Twins because they never spend money, and we mm. publicly funded a brand new baseball stadium for them five mm. years ago, and they just quit spending money. So everybody's been really, you know, harping on them to say, you know, spend more money, spend more money. So they went out and spent a lot of money to get this pitcher, and everybody was excited, but he got caught for steroids. So now he's suspended 80 games this season. Oh, my God. Oh, great. Good investment, guys. (laughs) Yeah, of course he had such a great season. It's not because of his natural Uh, skill, you know. And that's the thing about sports nowadays. It's just the draw of using those because Mm. he was an okay pitcher for so long, uses steroids, and then he gets this massive contract. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all you have to do is use it for a very short period of time, well-placed in your career, either mm-hmm. to get to that professional level or make the next step, and you make five more million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how would you turn that down, really? Right. Yeah. It's then, so tough. Yeah, but then how can you stop? Because yeah. you're, you're suddenly amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so that, easy and everything. Yeah, yeah, having that kind of strength and speed just like at your fingertips. It's pretty pretty amazing. And that's why I think Bo Jackson was so great too in the American in people's eyes because he was a superhero. He didn't do any of this and he was the fastest, mm-hmm. the strongest, you know, he would break bats over his knee when he struck out, which mm-hmm. it's like it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. uh. Yeah, they showed this video like, of just him, like, holding a bat over his head and just, like, bringing it down. It and half, it just snapped yeah. in half. <laughs> and it was just like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I could I could take a baseball bat and swing it as hard as possible at a brick wall or something. <laughs> it would probably dent it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd end and up, like, just breaking like, your elbow. Yeah, yeah. and then I'd, like, I'd, like, throw out my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Dislocate my elbow. I mean, it's just, like, snap. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's the thing about sports, too, is um, we're just going to comment on everything, I think, this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just Euro worship. It's, Mm. and this is what Mm -hmm. I think they do a really good job in, in the 30 for 30 about Bo Jackson, is being able to look at somebody who's more perfect than you are, and, Mm. you know, just gives you some kind of hope just to watch them, you know, be athletes, because Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing to watch, and just imagining yourself doing similar feats. And that's how I feel about the Olympics. Like, oh watching the Olympics. And, and that, at least, I feel I feel pretty confident that they're, none of them are on steroids. You know, I feel like they're really good about testing. It, it does happen. I remember yeah. there was an American runner that had her medal stripped from her a couple years yeah. ago. She's, uh, they have a 30 for 30 on her, too. I can't oh, yeah. 
But generally, and, and it's generally. a lot of sports that you don't normally watch, and it's, it's normally, it's people who don't make their living playing sports. So, like, this is such a huge deal for them and so you get wrapped up in it I, lo oh, I love the Olympics so much it's like I for some reason I can't get into like watching NFL or you know baseball or anything on a weekly basis but when the Olympics comes I'm watching every single sport <laughs> for two yep. weeks straight don't talk to me sort of deal <laughs> mm -hmm. the only time I was late to work when I worked at the Walnut Street in Philadelphia was the day when I got up early to watch men's curling final. Awesome. <laughs> and they had to go to the last, like, frame because it was so close. And I was like, I can't leave the house. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like, I have to be late to work today. Like, I, I think the Olympics are the most amazing sporting event. Specifically like, winter men's curling uh, or women's curling. Well, specifically curling. Curling yeah. is pretty great. No, I think in general the Olympics as a whole, are just such a great event because I, f I don't even end up, like, being really patriotic. I'm not rooting for America all the time. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I'm rooting for Team GB, actually. <laughs> but Or, like, just the underdogs. <laughs> I'm still wearing an anklet on my ankle right now that I got at the 2012 Olympics, and it's Team GB. I'm never taking it off. <laughs> so... Well, I mean, you did go to the London Olympics, so I, did. I can understand yeah. getting caught up while you're yeah. there. But when yeah. you were in America... Never Jen. forget 1776, that's all right, I gotta right. say. Oh, God. Don't forget the Miracle on Ice. I mean, we're just crushing our enemies left and right. Yeah. I never saw a Miracle on Ice, so... Oh, me neither, actually, but you still know what it is. Everyone okay. knows Everybody it's just references. Russia. Yeah, Miracle on Ice. And thus ended the Cold War ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not rooting for Russia, so that's a bunch, okay, but... bunch of small, scrappy college kids from the U.S. take down the Soviet mm -hmm. Union. Yes. And oh, now the Soviets are playing on the D.C. hockey team, right? Yeah, oh. yeah no, a There's lot a of... giant poster in Balsa that yeah. says Ovechkin. And yeah, like, Wait a second. Ovechkin. <laughs> for the capitals uh, yeah the nhl is now a bunch of uh, you know, pretty eclectic mix of americans and swedes and Finns and canadians of course and russians i feel about the nhl the way same way people feel about golf i find it really hard to watch <laughs> on television i can't see the puck and i just give up as soon as it's on my screen i'm like nope yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to see it yep that's how so. I feel about that, and mostly about baseball and golf. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you hear in the news this week, there, the NFL just appointed their first ever full-time female Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big news. Big yeah. news. Yeah. That was the end of that tangent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I realize that it's like big news, but at the same time, it's like, wow, why hasn't that happened yet? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just someone who runs and like around and knows the rules of the game. I think there's <laughs> also a female coach for a male basketball team now, right? Uh, assistant coach, assistant uh, coach for the Spurs. Yeah. 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 That's the Go one girl. team I can get behind. Yeah. Because. They have all, like, literally, they still have the same players from when I was watching when I lived in oh, Texas so 10 years ago. 80% of the roster is the same as, like, 10 it's years amazing. ago. It's what, amazing. Yeah. What other team can say that, that you, like, you, not only are you supporting, like, your city, but 
those same players, which is made so like it's a team that you're supporting. It's the same people. Like they're mm-hmm. not they're not gonna have you know like LeBron James come in and play for the Spurs. Like that's insane. No, yeah. you have you have Tim Duncan and you have like all these people that I watched when I was ten years old, still playing, and you still have the same coach, and then they're still winning, and none of them are getting into like trouble with the law, and none of them are having like reality television shows and stuff. I just. <laughs> That's a team I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. They are one of the just exceptions to the rule mm-hmm. for a sports team across any of the three major American sports, where it's a team that all of their players are always staying out of out of the news, mm-hmm. out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. They continually win, mm-hmm. and they're continually consistent with their coach and everything else yeah, I mean they're they're, they're, they, they're literally like the most boring team because they don't get into trouble because <laughs> they just do well they just and work together and like then, they literally pat like they don't have some guy who's like LeBron James you know or whatever who's running around doing every all the work it's like it's they pass the ball to each other mm-hmm. all a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing like that's one of their best things that they do is they pass the ball and people can't keep up with how fast the ball is moving mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I hope after 10 years together, you would have that sort of connection with your teammates. Yeah. 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 So do, does it bother you when when teams don't have, like, a loyalty like that? When people just move around the country and you're like, oh, I guess this is my team now. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I don't yeah. get, like, there's literally teams that have just been bought by other cities and they're like, well, now we're here. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, I don't know how you can, and then, and then the next year, I'm assuming, like, they get a new quarterback or they get a new whatever, and it's yeah. like, it's not even the same. How can you call yourself a blank fan, you know, because what does that even mean? <laughs> right. Well, the Vikings, before they built their new stadium, which is the uh, Minnesota's football team, uh, they were one of the teams that were rumored to possibly go to Los Angeles if the stadium uh. wasn't built. And I just thought, like, would I still be a Vikings fan if they moved to Los Angeles? Because I've been rooting for this team my entire life. Would mm-hmm. I stop being their fan? Or would I be the fan of the next football team we get in like five to ten years whenever people mm-hmm. would be like, oh, we need another football team. We made a mistake in letting them go. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's its a very weird question to think about because I have a, I would say I'm a loyal Vikings fan. I watch mm-hmm. them every season. Um, I've gotten to many of their games. I really love uh, watching football. And they suck, so <laughs> I know I'm a loyal fan yeah. because yep. they haven't had a winning season since 2009. So, um, you know, and they continually disappoint. You know, they'll make it to the, the, ch- the game before the Super Bowl that they're supposed to win and lose in the last second every time. They've done it in my lifetime. So it's, it's very disappointing, but for some reason, I still like them. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to put my finger on because, and one aspect you see it as kind of like if your team moves away, they're the bad guys. It's their fault yeah. because they're leaving the state. But then mm-hmm. again, the team's owned by a guy, not even from your state, who's right. a billionaire. In most cases, they're not from yeah. the state. And it's a business. And they make so much money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. much money that... Of course they're going to move their team to whatever town has the most people, the most money, and it's going to build them the nicest stadium to play in mm-hmm. because then they don't have to spend any of their own money. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like, I was raised a Red Sox fan. Um, I don't care enough about baseball to keep calling myself a Red Sox fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be, that would be uh, just genuine. But, um, but like, I was raised, and, and we would, I would watch them when my dad would watch the games, and we'd get, you know, you'd get excited about certain players. I remember getting excited about, like, David Ortiz, and I remember Kevin Euclid because he went to my high school in Ohio, and certain things, but then one by one, every one of those players left the Red Sox, and they're on different teams now. Or they, the Ortiz is still there, but <laughs> I remember Johnny Damon. He's a player yeah, who's yeah. no longer on the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, but you, he go. Was. there you go. And nice. so you're just like watching this team that you're like, oh, I get excited about this player and this one, and mm-hmm. oh, here, here, uh, up to about this guy, and then year after year you lose one at a time, you know, and then. But with the Red Sox, that's like a whole different thing because it's like there's such a long storied history where people are loyal fans to the end because there's a hundred years or whatever where they were where they didn't win. Yeah. And so it's just like this whole thing of like I I have no connection to that city, not really. Like Vermont is the closest I have to that city, so it's like. <laughs> I it doesn't I did, it doesn't stay with the generations. It may be if like all the same players had stayed and I would keep watching them, then it would feel like the same team to me. Right. But something really holding it together for me. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. it, it is hard to put your finger on why you're a loyal fan from mm-hmm. something because I have friends who are from Wisconsin and they're Yankees fans, or from Colorado <laughs> and they're Yankees fans, mm-hmm. and. I guess it, it must be, if for one aspect, I guess for two reasons, I think, you can be a fan of a team that's not where you live. One is your family's from there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you grew up and your dad only, dad and mom only watched the Yankees and you were in Wisconsin, then of course you're going to be a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. And two, I think it might be okay if there's like a particular player you really like or something somebody who's just generally really respectable mm-hmm. or team and the one team I point to would be the Spurs mm-hmm. I mean I like, not only do I like the Spurs because my girlfriend's a crazy Spurs fan <laughs> but you know if she was a crazy Miami's Heat fan I'd be like oh the Heat sucks yeah. like who wants the Heat wants to be a fan yeah. of the Heat like but, why do I irrationally when you said you people are Yankees fans, why do I rationally already dislike them? Yeah, I've exactly. Never yeah. What is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, the Yankees. Yeah, it's like it's the like, Heat or the uh, Lakers. Like, ew, yeah. no, yeah. not so them. Inga- it's so ingrained they're in not, culture. They're not, like, yeah. I don't know, it's like, they're not a classy team. Like, those no. aren't nice people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you go have, to... Like, well, I was going to say, I think it has to do with those teams sometimes. Like, they have so much more money to work mm-hmm. with than some mm-hmm. of the, le- like, lower teams on the totem pole you know so it's like you immediately discount them because it's like they paid to be good yeah yeah other teams, <laughs> other teams are good because they have they yeah. have great talent and they keep that talent they're right. like the white collar team yeah you know? yeah 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 and i think that's what's kind of funny is that the lakers just completely suck now so it's <laughs> like of course my basketball team sucks worse but now that the lakers suck it actually makes basketball more okay. Like, the universe of basketball is, like, evening out more. Like, the co- like cosmic good and evil forces in the NBA are just kind of, you know, they're settling to be, you know, closer together than when the Lakers were really good and the Heat were really good and you just had a bunch of 
you know, NBA superstars that were all on the same team just being, oh, we're so good, I'm mm -hmm. just going to throw you the ball and you're going to dunk it. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of dance around on the yeah, sideline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not uh, basketball. That's like, yeah. you know, that's not showing off. Yeah. Well, can we talk about uh, racist mascots? Because one okay. of you lives in a place with one. Yep. <laughs> the Vikings? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the, it is the Viking, it, it is a very stereotypical Scandinavian-looking yeah, yeah. guy with blonde the braids, long, my God. blonde braids and very pale skin. So mm -hmm. really I am a little offended by it being a Scandinavian heritage. <laughs> It, well, I mean, they could have called you the barbarians or something, like the rapists or something. <laughs> the marauding, oh, the marauding yeah. pillager rapists. Yeah, yeah. The pillagers, yeah. 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 But, uh... <laughs> I'd actually be okay with that, but... I can't yeah. understand why they haven't changed Redskins. And living in D.C. area, the amount of Redskins apparel I see on everybody... Mm -hmm. so and it's just, I don't get it. I don't get the attachment to it because it's not a very, is it a very old team? Like, I there's, I want to say like maybe the 60s. Because it's Hold like. Hold on, I'm going to fact check myself. <laughs> they okay. Just, they, I don't know, like so many teams have changed over the years. So many teams have like moved cities and stuff. Like they're, the Washington baseball team used to be the Washington Senators and now they're the Nationals and who cares? Like, yeah. you take a couple months and adjust to it, and you change it. Like, I just don't understand the difficulty or, you know, why they, like, the, the Cleveland Indians, you know, why they haven't changed what their logo looks like or the fact mm -hmm. that they're called the Indians, you know? Yeah. There's just some really, it's really, I, like, I just don't think that you can make an argument wow. for it'll just be too difficult for people to adjust or it's it's too connected to its past. Like, that's just I dumb. Just, think it's a great opportunity to sell a whole bunch of new merchandise. That's yeah. what I think, too. Like, that's why I don't understand their argument. Is like, oh, it's cost so much money to change. It's like, no, everybody has to buy new crap. Yeah. yeah. It's like why teams change their logos. Like, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers used to have the worst NFL logo. It was like oh, this. Yeah. Back in the 90s, it was like this cream orange and white was their colors. And it was like this really like saucy looking like pirate with a with a knife in his teeth, just kind of like smirking and this beautiful hat on and hair flowing in the wind. And it, at some point, people were like, "That's not very football." So now it's like this skull and crossbone type things, in a, you know, mm -hmm. and of you know, which is more football. football yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. it's just, and they had to make all new gear, new uniforms, new everything. And I guess mm -hmm. the Redskins go back to 1932. Wow. Wow. But, I mean, I yeah. guess that makes sense. I mean, the a team called the Redskins is the, pretty deep yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. The other team, mm -hmm. I don't know why they don't talk about it more as the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. Because if you... If the name is... Slightly it's less offensive. Slightly than less a offensive. Slur, but but it's their still... mascot is horribly <laughs> yeah. offensive. Mm, like if you look at the comparison, terrible. it's like they're both bad, but yeah. one's like this, you know, like side image of what you would think of a Native American being, which is still yeah. you know, stereotypical and wrong. Still with like way too red yeah. skin. Yeah, exactly. But he kind yeah. of looks he kind of looks proud. Yeah. You, you know, know. <laughs> it's you know, it's bad. 
get rid of it. But Cleveland Indians is a cartoon character caricature yeah. of a you know, like buck tooth like yeah. feather cap like what you would see in like the old stereotypical nineteen thirty cartoons. Yeah. And I just, they haven't changed it. Yeah, I mean it's like it's just blackface, but yeah. you know, with yeah. Indians it's yeah. just Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Well, yeah. to bring a little bit of international flavor to this, uh-huh. last week I went to see hurling and Gaelic football. Oh. And hurling? Is that where they throw trees? No, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's from Luck of the toss. Irish? That is from Luck of the Irish. It was hurling uh, in that movie because that's the only context I'll have for it. I believe it was. I'm pretty sure. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, they have, it's like a field hockey stick, but wider. Oh, yeah, and yeah. That was you can use your hand for the ball as well. Or, okay. Yeah. And so it's a lot of, like, balancing it on your stick and dribbling uh-huh. it and, you know, and they have a football sort of goal, but they also have, like, a soccer goal under it. Mm-hmm. So it's different okay. amounts of points for both. And they wear no padding at all. So it's like, think about a field hockey ball, mm-hmm. like, hurtling at your face. They do wear face... <laughs> face masks, but hurtling at any part of your body, nothing to stop it. Like, think about lacrosse, men's lacrosse players, and how they have, like, those pads yeah. on and everything. Yeah, yeah. They don't have shin guards, so whenever they're hitting the stick at each other, they're hitting their shins, they're fine, yeah. they're running around. There's no stopping for, I'm hurt, like, in football, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> <laughs> Football's then, just stopping, let's be honest. Football is all stopping. That's my least favorite thing about football. It's like, oh, my God. I think just the, the, play. A- yeah, <laughs> the average play is less than a second long or something. Oh, like, my God. Um, God, it's awful. Seconds, yeah. uh, but anyway, the so we went to see Dublin play, uh, I think it was, like, Kerry for the Gaelic football, which is not the same as soccer. It's, it's more similar to hurling than soccer. Um, and we went to Croke Park, which is a stadium. It's the big stadium here. And they built it specifically f- only for Irish events, like Irish games. So there was a time, like a couple years ago, when they had a s- American soccer game in there and people started protesting because they are like, this is, <laughs> this is a spot for Irish sport, you know, and wow. freaking out. Anyway, so it was amazing because... It was just like the the professional players that we saw are not professionals. They all have other jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't get paid to play for Dublin. They just show up and they are amazing and they are at a professional level. But it's so different than in America when the, these people are getting millions of dollars to sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these people are going out there with no pads on and they're mm-hmm. just playing because they love it and if they get injured then that might affect their other job and they might lose that job you know it's it was so i couldn't believe it i was i couldn't believe it insane but it was great i recommend going to see hurling if it ever comes to town okay (laughs) i'll be on the lookout for the local hurling team yeah 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 have a match i just want to see luck of the irish again because i I meant to watch it on st patrick's day but i i told mo and she was like that sounds awful and I was like it is <laughs> <laughs> instead for St. Patrick's Day you decided to be in Ireland <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like you it. sort of just yeah. nailed it yeah speaking of Disney Channel original movies I wanted to mention like, <laughs> what, uh, what Eddie's Million you... Dollar Cook-Off uh, the bowling one the motorcross <laughs> one, one. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say I was like do you consider some of those sports movies like what is the what do you define as a sport because 
Alley Cat Strike is about a bowling team, and mm-hmm. then there's the one where it's like Miracle in Lane Nine or whatever, where he's a soapbox racer. It's just yeah, like, yeah, Frankie Muniz. Yeah, M- oh, Muniz. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, then there's the motocross one. Motocross, and, <laughs> and there's the uh, Brink with the roller with the rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I have a hard time considering anything motorized a sport. <laughs> that is the same thinking at the Olympics. Yeah. If you yeah. have to drive something, it's not really a sport to me. It's mm-hmm. more like a good skill. Yeah. I could probably yeah. rant like, for a, bi- a while about how NASCAR is like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's an entire different... Right yeah, yeah, it's a whole. We don't want to piss off our southern listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to the random people who like our podcasts who we've never met before. Yeah, Thanks shout to out guys. to you guys. I don't know how you found <laughs> us, but this is amazing. Like, you don't What's even live in this country. <laughs> I'm pretty What's sure. So- you like? Uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody just searched. Like, I wonder if they ever made a Bendham like Beck Down Two or a, a Cadet Galley Two. And they're like, podcast. They're like, what's this? Someone said something this. about fan fiction? An hour long thing about fan fiction? <laughs> I'm in. Yep, that yeah. is our fan base right there, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, do we just want to like go down a quick list of like some of our favorite sports movies? Sure. Yeah. 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 Is it bad? My favorite sports movie is probably that. No, it's mine. No. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's just such a ironic look at golf mm-hmm. because golf is so serious all the time. I mean, I would say Caddyshack is one of mine. So yeah, yeah. same thing. So those yeah. two, yeah, Caddyshack is very good at, as well. Just taking such a serious sport and uh, making it as not serious mm-hmm. and as stupidly funny as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. watching Bob Barker fight Adam Sandler. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, that was the height of Adam Sandler's movies mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah. I think that pretty much sums up my favorite sports movie. I think growing up, I think I saw Sandlot probably a dozen oh, times. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I bet you anything if I watched it now, I would it would not do much for me. But mm-hmm. as a child, that was the greatest, like... That like the idea of you could just go down the street and like play baseball until it got dark or whatever, and then on one yeah. night a year on the Fourth of July you could play by the by the light of the the, the fireworks. Like I don't know, yeah. there's just something so romantic about this like idea of of baseball and how beautiful it was. And see, I, I just I always loved playing sports a lot more than watching them because uh-huh. I always wanted to be playing them, especially football. I really. I really like flag football and stuff, and watching football is just like, there's a lot of stopping. <laughs> it's a lot of stopping. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> it's so uh, much more fun to play, but I but a league of their own. Uh, yes, you know definitely. But we've mentioned that before on the podcast. <laughs> I also just remembered that there was that decom double teamed where they were twin basketball players. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that there one was, was a also, really good one. There was she got one injured oh, yeah. with all the Jewish kids. And then oh. there was uh, one about jump roping, I want to say. And Jumping with Corbin Blue. Yeah, and then wasn't there one about cheerleading called Si Se Puede? Wasn't that No, it was called no. Gotta Kick It Up, but the oh. tagline was Si Se Puede. Oh. Yes, we can. Okay, thank Are you. Are these all Disney Channel movies? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Clearly, somebody needs to watch some movies. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably watch Eddie Million Dollar Cook-Off, because yeah. that's, a, that's a great watch. I remember, that's my favorite. <laughs> you're like, Johnny Tsunami. I'm like, oh, I remember that one. And then you went down this entire list, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> well, we nope. went in, nope. in college, we went on a kick where we just re-watched all of Disney Channel original movies that we remembered as kids. We spoke about 30 for 30 and Olympics. In Miracle on Ice, there's actually a great one that tells the story of the Miracle on Ice from the Russian players. And it's called Of Men and Miracles, I think, mm. or Miracle Men. I heard and about that. It, yeah, it tells the history of Russian hockey and how they became such a powerhouse in hockey and up to the point of following the players until they get uh, the Lake Placid Olympics where they get beat. So it's actually... Uh, I thought it was very, very entertaining and very good. Sounds good. Uh, my recommendation for you has nothing to do with sports, because I've been holding on to this for a few weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there is a new CW show. Oh, no. no. Now, now, that, now that the CW is, uh, like, respectable, mm -hmm. uh, they put out a new show called I Zombie by the guy who, who did Veronica Mars, and it's based on a graphic novel. Um and it's really good. It's very entertaining. Um, I like it. So Apple that's, creates zombie products. It's this girl <laughs> who becomes a zombie, and she is an Emmy, and that's how she gets her brains or whatever. And when she eats brains, she gets like visions of who these people were. So like she solves crimes, oh. and she just, like tells this detective that she's a psychic. Um, and but she like will each episode she'll like get some of the traits of the person whose brain she ate. And so she'll, like, get really into some things for, you know, that week or whatever. And it's good. It's good. It's got, like, that Veronica Mars voiceover or whatever. But um, I, I think you'll enjoy it. It's, it's very entertaining. Yeah, I'll give it a shot for sure. Yeah. Um, if we're keeping in the sports theme, I do want to recommend that 99% Invisible episode, podcast episode of uh, The Mascot, La Mascot, I think it's called. Um, it's really interesting because it talks about how they sort of came into being in the U.S. and, like, how people just sort of started being a mascot for a team. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, but my real recommendation is uh, I went to the International Film Festival here and I saw a movie called The Clouds of Sils Maria. And it was... Oh, with Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah, Kristen Stewart um, and Juliette Binoche and Chloe Grace Moretz. It was really interesting. It's... Definitely, like, a film festival sort of movie. It's not one that I would watch, like, you know, on my couch on a weekend or whatever. But mm -hmm. it was very interesting. And also, it takes place in, like, the theater world. So, you know, I loved it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all about an older woman who made her mark in the, like, theater world and then translated into the film world because of this role that she had 20 years ago where she played this femme fatale sort of young woman who um, sort of, like destroys this older woman's life by making her fall in love with her and then 20 years later she is asked to do that role instead and it's all about her trying to come to terms with aging and Kristen mm -hmm. Stewart is her uh, assistant and it's them rehearsing lines and you feel this you know same thing that's in the play in their interactions as well it's so interesting I just really enjoyed it it's also really beautiful it's filmed in like Switzerland and stuff so I would recommend that yeah. Well, uh, before we head out, Zach, have you been like doing anything you want to like let us know about? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm thinking about uh, starting a new business. Oh, yeah. What, what is it? Uh, I want to be a personal trainer who only focuses on network workouts. Oh, well, how's that going? Oh, so great. So engaging. <laughs> <laughs>